Hello, and welcome to episode eight of the Something Borrowed podcast. I'm Betsy. And I'm Amanda. And we're your hosts. Today, we're chatting with Kirsten about her recent wedding. Well, hi, Kirsten. Hello, guys. This is so exciting. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Amanda, do you want to kind of give a little intro and... Yeah, sure. So this is super exciting because Kirsten and I went to the same high school um, a million years ago, and um, (laughs) I was on social media recently and saw that she just got married in July 2022, so this is really recent, really fresh, and her wedding looked so beautiful that I had to reach out and see if she'd have any interest in talking to us about it, and we're so thankful that she graciously agreed to join us and talk, so it's going to be a fun opportunity to catch up after those million years and also hear about her <laughs> wedding. The million yes. years, like 10 years, oh my gosh, <laughs> a decade out of high school. Oh my gosh, I know, it's crazy. So the first thing we, before we get into the wedding is we like to talk about um, people's Enneagram personality types, which I, I think you know what yours is, and yeah. I think it's a fun way to kind of figure out how different people plan and think about things. So do you want to share about your type a little? Yeah, I mean, I'm an Enneagram type three um, with a wing two. Um, I think, I don't know, I guess being an Enneagram three, I'm very much perfectionist, very type A, very organized. Um, probably why I hired a wedding planner. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that my anxiety would be absolutely through the roof if I did not have someone making sure my day was Mm -hmm. going off. And I don't think I would have been able to properly enjoy my day if I did not have that just because of my personality type, really. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think on a very basic level, that's yeah, really right. how my Enneagram played into it, for sure. Yeah, definitely Enneagram 3s that I know are like go-getters, high achievers in life. And so I'm really excited to see how that plays out when it comes to something like planning your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny because I am opposite you, so I'm a two-wing three. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I can uh, totally understand the like, yeah, it's much easier to be able to find somebody you can trust and like hand it over and be like you're in charge and I don't I can let that like part of Mm -hmm. yes like as long as I trust someone Mm -hmm. I can like let it go but if I don't even if like if I don't trust the person that I'm supposed to be relying on then I'll never be able to let go yeah that makes sense um, okay, so let's talk about pre-engagement. So before you got engaged, um, were you kind of in the phase, like the phase of I've had my wedding planned or envisioned it since childhood? Did you kind of have a general vision for what you wanted, or once the ring was on your finger, that's when you started planning and imagining? I definitely had a general vision. Was okay. it down? Like, did I have every detail planned? No. <laughs> Was I like? <laughs> A childhood planner? No. Um, I think I started getting more into it as I was having, you know, friends starting to get engaged mm-hmm. and married. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my best friends actually from high school got married when we were 23. So right out of college, she got married, mm-hmm. um, which I think kind of kickstarted some of it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, and as people that you know are getting married, you're seeing pictures on Instagram and Facebook right. and seeing, oh, I don't like that, but I like that she did this. And it mm-hmm. started the wheels turning. But there were definitely a lot of big decisions I still had to make once we got engaged that I kind of didn't even think about. <laughs> so, yeah, right. That, yeah. You know, stuff as basic as centerpiece floral arrangements. Like, yeah, right. flowers were not at the forefront of my mind. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's, I feel like that's the most common is people like, once you start getting into that phase of life where you're going to other people's weddings and you're seeing what they do, it's hard not to like think in the back of your mind, like, oh, I would love to do that. Or "Eh, that wasn't really for me. So I feel like a lot of people, that's kind of where they're at. I have like one friend who literally had their whole wedding planned from the time they were like five. And that is exactly how it played out. But most people it's like, we kind of picked up some things along the way. I feel like I also changed a lot from like, even like what I liked in high school to what I like now at 27. Um, even from when I was in college to what I like now, you know, yes, there was some general ideas, but it definitely changed a lot. Yeah. 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 We talked about that in our own, like chatting about our own weddings. Um, and I, I've been married. I'm coming up on seven years next month. Okay. And I said, like, even in that time span, like, there are definitely things I would change if I got was gay married today versus back in 2015. Yeah. So, yeah, totally hear that. Um, okay, so let's talk about your engagement. Tell us about how you got engaged, that whole story, um, and then we'll dive into your wedding. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of a end, well, end of 2020 engagement. Um, we got okay. engaged Christmas of 2020, so Christmas Eve. Um, was supposed to actually happen a little earlier in the year. Um, he originally, because our an- anniversary of dating was June, <laughs> July-ish. Um, so we would have been together two years the summer of 2020. He'd been talking about, you know, we had looked at rings, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. COVID hits in March of 2020. Things just become more uncertain. He then decides just because of the way things are going, he works in landscaping. He wanted to start his own business. So took that plunge in the summer of 2020. And because of that, obviously we did not get engaged because financially things were just, just changed. Different. Mm -hmm. Um, He was paying himself, not getting paid by someone else. So although it all worked out for the best, um, got a little delayed, but um, and then we started the process of buying a house in November of 2020, which was very unexpected. Um, the house I'm currently in and, you know, again, changed the finances a little bit, yeah. but, you know, going into buying a house, I was like, I don't love the idea of us settling on this house and we're not even engaged. I'm a little bit yeah. more traditional in that sense. I know my parents yeah. were very uncomfortable with it to some degree, as much as they absolutely love my husband. Um, they're very traditional. So, you know, they of course already knew he had asked permission to marry me at my birthday, which is October. Um, so my parents were basically giving me crap for a month knowing full well. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks guys. Meanwhile, I'm going to Mark saying my parents keep bugging me about this. Talk to them. (laughs) Um, but you know, he said, well, he would joke, if you keep bugging me about this, I'm going to just give you a ring pop. <laughs> of course, I would occasionally like say something like when my parents were annoying me. 
And so Christmas Eve, we were doing gifts together because we were spending the morning with my parents and I gave him his gifts. And then he gives me this giant box and I unwrap it and individually wrapped. He wrapped an entire bulk box of ring pops. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And it took so long and he made me unwrap every single one to the point where we now have Halloween candy for the next five years. (laughs) And he started doing laundry because he got bored watching me unwrap them. (laughs) So he came, comes up from the basement of our old like townhouse that we were renting and goes, you're still doing this. (laughs) The ring is going to be at the bottom. Cause the minute I saw ring pops, I knew what was happening. Yeah. Of course there was no ring at the bottom. So then I get really confused when I finish. I'm like, is this seriously what you got me for Christmas? A box of ring pops. (laughs) And then he pulls after I finished unwrapping, he pulls the ring out of, actually the end table in our living room he just like had the box sitting in there i said what if i opened that like three hours ago (laughs) what are you gonna do if i opened that drawer (laughs) um and then you know he proposed but you know so it wasn't a big romantic gesture but at the same time it was very much just us and Yeah, that it was just us in our home, and it was something such a, like this inside joke, and it was so cute, and yeah, everyone that we tell the story to laughs at it because it's so yeah. on for my husband. <laughs> Adorable, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I just feel like sometimes you see all these pictures, these big elaborate like proposals, and I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't need yeah. like the big public right yeah. fifty people that I don't know watching me <laughs> like sure. yeah. I feel like I would have felt so self-conscious and uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so it was, yeah, you know, it was just sweet. a very sweet, cute moment. And then of course, you know, FaceTimed all of our families and everything. So yeah. yeah. That's all awesome. That's sweet. So that was, you said Christmas Eve of 2020. So you were engaged for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Was that intentional or was that led by like the availability of certain vendors or how did you, choose that timeline? So it was a little, it was kind of a twofold thing. First of all, I always wanted a summertime wedding. Um, so, you know, getting married in the summer of 2021 would have been really fast. Um, Mm -hmm. as an accountant, I have tax season. So, you know, I would have had like a four month, I would have been like four months where I wouldn't have even had time to plan a wedding. Yeah. Um, and second of all, you know, with all the postponements from COVID, um, 2021, even if we tried to do like winter of 2021 would have been very, very difficult. Um, So when we started looking at venues, we basically started looking right away because we knew availability would be tough. And so it was January of 21 and we were looking at venues for summer of 22. And a lot of them already had very limited summertime availability for 22. Mm -hmm. Um, Same with vendors. I mean, when I was looking for a planner, one of the, you know, three planners I spoke with was already booked for my day. And this was January of 2021 for July 1st of 22. Wow. So it's, um, you know, so it, it was kind of driven by two things when I wanted to get married, um, when I was pictured myself getting married and just necessity to push it out. Yeah. But yeah. I also, I didn't feel the need to rush it. Um, I wanted to kind of enjoy the process and like right. be able to breathe yeah. and yeah. spread out the cost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was yeah. pretty nice. Like having 18 months to pay for things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's true. I, I also had like an 18 month engagement and I was like, 
this is one time in your life. So like, don't try to squish it down into six months or whatever. Just enjoy it. That's yeah. Yeah. I would totally recommend that to anyone. Yeah. Um, I'm big on like a a solid year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let yourself breathe. Enjoy the moment. Yeah. 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 So, but it sounds like you did get started pretty quickly looking for vendors. Was the planner the first thing you looked for? No, actually venue was first Okay. um, because we really didn't have a set date in mind. We just knew summer of 22. Um, Mm -hmm. I was trying to avoid June because things are more expensive in June. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually did kind of go in looking at July. Um, And then, you know, just the way the dates fell, July 1st happened to be a Friday. I'm like, well, that's basically still June. It's just right. one day later and like a thousand dollars cheaper for, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so we did automatically look for July. Um, and you know, it, it helped because once we picked a venue, you know, they have their preferred vendors lists. They have, you know, some venues have weird requirements with, um, you know, like some venues don't let you do like, fireworks or right. not that right. we did yeah. fireworks, but some venues just have weird rules. So I also right. felt more comfortable having my venue. Cause then if there was things I could or could right. not do, I'd know, um, mm-hmm. you know, so that certainly it was the absolute first thing. I also was pretty not particular about the type of venue I wanted, but I had a vision of what I wanted and I didn't want to settle on a venue. Um, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to wait too long for that and then not be able to find a venue, but already have mm-hmm. vendors set. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really had no idea where to start with vendors, but I knew where to start with venues. Yeah. So then they were able to kind of guide me with here's who we've used before for photographers or florists. And yeah. that was very, very helpful. Cause I feel like websites like the knot are great but I felt very overwhelmed every time I would like do a vendor Mm -hmm. search there because when 50 of them all have great reviews, like how do I, you know? So it was, that's kind of how we started it. Gotcha. So how many venues did you look at? And you said you had a vision. What was the vision for the venue? So I always envisioned a pretty traditional like estate wedding um Mm. you know I don't I'm not a I'm not a rustic person that's you know because I know barn weddings are really big like tons of venues I feel like are barns and fields and stuff like that that's just not Mm -hmm. our our vibe so I really liked the outdoor formal garden estate look Mm -hmm. Um, fortunately living outside Philadelphia there's a ton of that because yeah when you're the main line all that type of stuff so yeah we started looking at that. We officially toured two. <laughs> um, okay. our, I had a third one booked that I actually ended up canceling because we found our venue. And then I had a list of about seven. Um, but some I hadn't heard back from by the time we found our venue. And yeah, once we got, you know, it was the second one we looked at. When we looked at the pricing information, we were good with it. My you know, parents did help pay for part of the venue. And they said, if they have dates available, book it because they're going to go. Yeah. So we yeah. booked it right away. So that was January of 2021. And we were off and running. That's yeah. awesome. 
Yeah, you definitely in that time frame had to like move quickly on a venue because so many things. I think that's true of, of next year as well. Like just that yes. trickle trickle yes. down effect from the pandemic. So you know, and my, my sister in law is getting married actually in October of this year, and she's um, you know, when she was playing her wedding, they got engaged about three months after we did, and you know, she was running into very limited you know, mm. options because she's getting married yeah. actually in a church and then having a reception elsewhere. And, gotcha. you know, it was very hard for her to find an October date that were available for both. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. The, everything's just gets so picked over because mm-hmm. of even 2021 postponements. It's not even 2020 yeah. postponements anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Everything's good about that. Mm-hmm. Other things for right. sure. So beside like the look you were going for, the type of venue you wanted, were there other things that kind of drove or helped you narrow down your choices? Was it, you know, did you have an idea of how many guests you, you were going to be inviting? Um, was it obviously date played into that budget, things like that? What led that decision beyond the look? So size wise, we weren't really limited just because we only knew we would max be inviting 150 people. Um, Neither of us have big families. It it just wasn't, we we didn't have a 500 person wedding that we had to find a massive venue for. Um, That certainly wasn't, you know, we, I think area probably dictated more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we live in Westchester, Pennsylvania, we didn't want to go super far. We ended up getting married right over the border in Delaware. Um, you know, even though our, like my family especially doesn't live around here, we're like, this is where we live. We want it to be in our home. Um, you know, it, that was probably the biggest thing, honestly, yeah. was the location. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also really big on, I wanted everything at one location. I didn't want it to be a place that only does receptions Mm -hmm. and I had to find somewhere else to do my ceremony. I didn't want to deal with the transportation. Yeah. Um, So that was a big deal for me as well. Um, And also someplace where I felt like I could have all my pictures taken. I didn't want to have to feel like I had to go somewhere else to take like our bridal portraits and everything. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. You know, the only thing we did is they don't have a true bridal suite where we got married so we did get ready at um, the Hotel DuPont in Wilmington, Delaware. Mm-hmm. But we were staying there anyway for the night after for our wedding. And that's where our hotel block was. So it really wasn't even yeah. an irritation. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't inconvenient, you know. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really want to have to drive anywhere. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, sure. So... Now that we've established how you picked the venue, do you want to talk a little bit about it? Because I love this venue. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So we got married at um, Winterthur Museum and Gardens. It's in Winterthur, Delaware. It has its own zip code and everything. Oh, wow. Um, it's a former DuPont estate, as many things in this part of Pennsylvania and Delaware are. Um, mm-hmm. If anyone listening to the podcast knows what Longwood Gardens is, mm-hmm. it's the exact same family. Um, so it's a big, beautiful estate home that you can actually take tours of. It's a museum. Um, and then it also has acres and acres of gardens and fields around it, um, as well as a visitor center, gift shop, all that kind of stuff. Um, so 
there were multiple different locations we could choose from on site. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a very historic place, which my husband and I are also really big on. We love history. So, you know, we, we felt cool about that. It's very picturesque. Um, actually the location where our ceremony was is the former swimming pool for the DuPonts. <laughs> it does not look like a swimming pool, but that's actually what it was at one time. Um, so it was, and then our reception was in their visitor's center because it was July and it was hot. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we wanted air conditioning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the, the venue itself was, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, like in our area, it's, a very, um, I guess, well-known place. But if people aren't really from this part of Pennsylvania or Delaware, they're, they kind of look at me like, where? (laughs) Where Like they've never really heard of it. Um, But, you know, usually if you say DuPont, they vaguely know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to just point out is that I looked at pictures of all the different kind of choices in preparation for this. And I'm so glad you went with that pool area because <laughs> it is phenomenal. And I and so the house was built in like the 1800s, right? It's like yeah, originally the the house like has had multiple additions done to it. So like the house as it's seen today is first of all ridiculously massive. <laughs> this man was yeah. so rich that he would <laughs> like add wings to his house to house. Yeah of his collection because that's just what they did. Um, (laughs) Well, I can't imagine that, but all right. And he, um, but so they, I I think it was originally built in maybe the mid 1800s. And then there were just like slowly additions made to it. And the last one might've been like early 1900s. Yeah. Um, But you can't even tell there were additions because they just, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's really an amazing venue. So yeah. kudos to you. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, we went there and we're like, even my husband who does not have strong opinions on anything wedding related was like, this is where I see us getting married. I'm like, yeah, okay, I mean, we're signed off on the husband. So yeah. <laughs> we're getting married. Absolutely not hard to see why. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous. So let's talk about your dress. Okay. Then. So, um, how did you, did you kind of have a vision of what you wanted to look like on that day or was it, you know, did it like lead the style choices you kind of made or yeah. What inspired or how did that just tell us about being a dress? Yeah. I weirdly, I feel like when everyone was telling me when I was going to go pick out a dress that probably the dress I thought I wanted, I'd probably end up with the complete opposite which actually in my case, I ended up with kind of what I thought I would. (laughs) Um, So my dress was um, like a full skirted A-line with like a V-neck front, some lace detail on the top, um, you know, fitted waist. And it was just a very simple satin bottom, which weirdly I always knew I wanted um every time I would like save a wedding dress photo it was like a very simple clean dress and it was mm-hmm. always like an a-line um I don't like a ton of lace I don't love fitted dresses I didn't love tool um I always wanted buttons down the back which I had <laughs> <laughs> um, so when we went to start looking at dresses I was 
I tried on a little bit of everything, but I would always continue gravitating to the style I thought I wanted. Um, So I ended up going to two bridal shops. And the second one I went to, the girl pulled, I think like eight dresses and for like our first round. And when she pulled this dress off, my dress off the rack to move into my dressing room, I looked at my mom and I said, that's really pretty. And it was like the third dress she put on me. And I was immediately like, I loved it. And I had had that feeling with any other dress. All these other dresses I put on were beautiful, but I didn't, I didn't feel like me. And this one just felt like my style. It was just simple and elegant. You know, my problem was always, I didn't know what I wanted the top to look like. And this was just the minute I put it on, I was just like, that's what I want to look like. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then we dress up with the other five dresses. But yeah, you know, then I put this one back on and we got it. <laughs> but yeah, it was honestly a painless process. I, I went to a really good bridal shop both times, um, you know, but the second one just happened to have my oh, dress. Yeah. yeah. I saw like this amazing photo you posted and it's the back of your dress, I think, standing on this like gorgeous staircase. Yes. Um, and the, the back of the dress, it's like, yes, it's simple, but definitely there was a drama to that dress at the <laughs> same time in like a good way. It wasn't like, oh, that's super simple. It was like, it's long, beautiful. I, I yeah, good choice. I like that. <laughs> I knew I'm I wanted the train. We did the yes. big veil. Like because the dress skirt itself was so simple, I did get a much more dramatic veil. Like, you know, my veil on the end mm. of it had a lot of lace detail with sequins Mm -hmm. to bring extra drama. Um, My venue played into the choice of dress a little bit, um, just in the sense of I wanted a train. Like, because in case you couldn't tell with the staircase in those pictures you saw, I walked down those stairs. That was like walking down the aisle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I knew when, for my ceremony, I was walking down those stairs and I wanted my dress to be like coming down those stairs. Yeah. Um, otherwise it didn't really dictate my dress, but the train it dictated. Yeah. 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 Um, I, as a photographer, I love a good veil. <laughs> like, <laughs> you sound like the photographer. <laughs> yeah. Whenever like my brides are getting ready and like, I see the like cathedral veil. I'm like, Thank you, Lord in heaven. Like, there's just so much like drama and just I love like what you can do with a veil in photos. Yeah. As someone who never envisioned herself wear- wearing a veil, like now I'm like, oh, I would have totally done like a 16 foot veil if I could get married now. Like, a Kate Middleton, like they're I carrying love it. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like veil for days, please. <laughs> So I, the, the picture, I have one pulled up on my phone just to like look at your dress right now. And the, it's the one like where you two are holding hands and touching foreheads and your, your veil and trainer just kind of like draped out behind mm-hmm. you. It's just so, so pretty. I love it. And the detailing, it looks like there's some like lace detailing at the bottom of your yes. veil, which is gorgeous. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. So after you picked your outfit, what about your husband? Did he have opinions on what he wanted to wear or did you decide or or how did you steer that choice (laughs) so I knew I wanted them in all the guys in like a formal suit or tux of some sort um Mm -hmm. my husband was very insistent from the beginning that he was not wearing a bow tie (laughs) he (laughs) he said he feels like a penguin 
Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. Um, he also didn't really want to be in black. Um, I also didn't really want them in black just because it was summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, so originally we kind of went in thinking gray. And then when actually we went to the bridal salon I went to because at the time they did do tux rentals as well. They no longer do. However, um, they had in their tux rental room a couple mannequins. And one of the mannequins had the tux we ended up going with, that color. And my husband immediately pointed out that he really liked that color. And it's that we called it kind of a denim blue because we couldn't really think of another way to describe the shade of blue it is. Because it's not navy, but it's not that bright blue that you see grooms wearing. Mm -hmm. It's a very muted kind of denim. Um, And he just really, really liked that. So I I liked it. Um, And I knew our colors were going to be white and blue. So I was cool with that. Um, The hardest point was just picking out tie colors and pocket squares. (laughs) But, you know, it was honestly a painless process and you know, when he said he liked something, I was like, you have no opinions on anything. So when you do have an opinion, <laughs> <I'm all away." laughs> like, yeah. I asked his opinion on so many things. He's like, whatever you want, you know, <laughs> your day. <laughs> so, when he wanted to help, I, t- I went with it. Um, did you guys have a bridal party? We did. Okay, so, so dressing yeah. them, how did that go? It was simple, painless. Great. You know, the, the guys were in the exact same thing as my husband. Um, okay. the only difference was they had a different colored tie and pocket square. Um, okay. my husband and my father had silver and the groomsmen all had a light blue to match the bridesmaids. Okay. Um, the bridesmaids dresses were from Azazi, that website. And mm-hmm. it was super simple. I ordered a bunch of try on dresses I had one of my bridesmaids come down to my house for a day and I just put them all on her because I knew I wanted all my girls in the same dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and she put the one on I ended up picking and just, we both loved it. It had pockets. It was comfortable. It was, you know, it's like a higher neck, but she didn't feel constricted in it. I didn't really want, you know, cause my girls had all different levels of, bust sizes so I didn't want mm-hmm. one girl to feel like she was falling out of something I didn't want to yeah. feel like she didn't fill something out um so it was just it looked amazing on all of them um mm-hmm. the shade of blue went perfectly with what I wanted just a very light blue um and Azazi is not super expensive so <laughs> I didn't feel bad asking my girls to buy it either yeah yeah that's great I'm sure um, very uh Great. They were very grateful for that. Yeah. As well. yeah. I was in a wedding actually last summer and our dresses were from Azazi, which is why then I ended up going with it. Cause yeah. honestly, I felt like they had the best selection of color and style to find something yeah. everyone yeah. will be happy with and affordable. Yeah. That's and what made you land on the light blue color scheme in general? Um, I really like blue. <laughs> I mean, I think I always wanted some sort of blue and then wanting to get married in the summer. I think that's how I landed on a light blue shade. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, since I didn't want to be 
I, I just am not like a super colorful person in how I dress. I'm very muted. I wear a lot mm-hmm. of neutrals. Um, so a, a muted light blue with just white and like, you know, greenery and flowers was just fit my <laughs> like comfort level and yeah. What, yeah. My, what I like. Um, but it was a nice pop of color for that was still my style. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So then in terms of other like style things, hair, makeup, accessories, did you kind of have a thought about what you wanted in terms of those things? Did you do a lot of accessories? Um, um, I didn't have a, so I knew I wanted some sort of hair piece. We ended mm-hmm. up actually getting my veil, hair piece, earrings and dress all at the same place <laughs> at the okay. same time. Cause they just dolled me up with all of it. Yeah. Um, and you're like, and my mom, yeah, my mom actually kind of like spurred that on. Cause you know, we definitely wanted to do the veil, but then she had seen when we came in all these accessories that they had on display. And she's like, mm-hmm. let's like, just do it all now because you have it all on. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Um, so I had like a little hair comb. I knew I was going to have my hair up. Um, cause again, July humid heat. Yeah. Um, and I knew I needed earrings of some sort. And since, you know, my dress did V, but it had straps, I didn't do anything super dramatic. Um, and necklace wise, I actually inherited one from my grandmother when she passed away that I always knew I wanted to wear. Um, so while that didn't dictate my dress choice, we did bring it along when I was dress shopping and would tell the consultants, like, we have this necklace. Here's what it looks like. It, the dress does not have to complement this, but if the dress that she falls in love with happens to look really good with this, then awesome. And yeah. the dress I picked actually like complemented it super well. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, it was just kind of threw it all on when we were at the bridal salon. Yeah, that makes it easy. <laughs> so yeah, much easier. Sure. It was just done yeah. all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and did you bring someone in to do your hair and makeup, a, a vendor for your wedding? Yeah, I did. So the girl who did our makeup and then she brought a girl that she works with along, um, actually used to work with my mom. <laughs> um, they worked in the same office and she does it on the side. So she's actually an accountant as well. Oh. Um, <laughs> but she has a little side gig and her makeup's always incredible and she actually used to work at Ulta back a number of years ago. So doing makeup. Um, so we brought her in and then the girls who did my hair, it's actually who does my hair normally, my cut and color. And they're back in Reading, actually. I still gotcha. drive all the way back from Westchester to get my hair done. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, are you guys okay coming to Delaware? Because I really want you to do my hair. And they're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, they did the hair for everyone, including um, my mom and mother-in-law. So it was painless, simple. I trusted all of them. It was great. That's awesome. Um, Okay. So let's move on and talk about photography a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So you said your photographer was like the second vendor you hired. And their work is... I think it was my first vendor. First vendor. Okay. But well, beyond your venue, right? Yes, beyond the venue. Okay. And their work is incredible. So tell us a little bit about what kind of drove your choices there. Yeah, so I hired um, Hudson Nichols Photography. They're based out of Delaware. They were on the preferred um, 
vendors list from my venue. So when I got my venue and they sent me that list, I investigated the photographers they had listed first Mm -hmm. um, before I delved into the world of the knot. Um, And the minute I went on their website and they've obviously done so many weddings at Winterthur. So they had some example galleries of Winterthur weddings. Mm -hmm. So I can actually see like what some of my wedding photos would literally look like. Um, And their style was just, traditional but modern and just light and clean and exactly what I wanted mine to look like and I basically reached out to them immediately and said tell me everything (laughs) (laughs) you you know I love their work um and it's a married couple Nick and Kristen and they were incredible to work with um that was probably my biggest vendor I was willing to splurge on um Mm -hmm because I was looking at photography and my husband as well, this is what we're going to look at the rest of our lives is our wedding photos. So we wanted to be head over heels in love with them. And we are, (laughs) um, we got our gallery on Friday. Um, and it's so quick turnaround time. (laughs) And they, cause they told me about a month and it was like 20 days. Um, we haven't gotten our USB yet with like all the downloads, but we've already been going through to like pick photos for our photo book. And I yeah. don't know how I'm going to pick. We, <laughs> we have over a thousand photos and my parents even came down to visit yesterday and we're looking at it with me. And they're like, every five photos, we're like, well, we love that one. Well, we love that one. That's <laughs> yeah. like 300 photos that we like are drop dead in love with. So <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely worth every penny I spent on them. I'm obsessed. That's awesome. So, so did you have like a package that went from like the beginning, like from your getting ready till the end of the reception or how much photography did you get? Our package was actually eight hours of coverage, but because, but with the option to either add an additional hour or to have an engagement shoot. Um, my mother-in-law actually for us for Christmas, the year we got engaged, paid for us to have our engagement shoot done with someone else. Um, So we chose to add an additional hour to our package. So we had nine hours of coverage. Um, So they showed up after, like kind of right after hair and makeup was done, um, you know, for like the dress photos and to take Mm -hmm. photos of my girls. And then um, they left probably slightly before the ser- the reception was over. Um, Cause our reception went until 11 PM. Um, but honestly they were there, I think longer than nine hours if I like think about it. Um, but you know, I think for them it's, if they're really enjoying the night and they're not feeling like they want to leave, they're not going to like say, well, nine hours yeah. by, you know, yeah. I think, you know, they're the type of photographers that are like, willing to still spend that extra half hour or whatever, if they're just caught up in it. Yeah. Uh, they definitely weren't watching the clock of when they could leave. So yeah, it was, it was a, I, I think it was probably closer to nine and a half hours they spent with us. Yeah. But. Wow. So I think this is kind of a fun question since you just saw your gallery mm-hmm. after looking at it. Is there anything you would tell couples like you need to get this shot? or like these things photographed at your wedding, anything that pops out as like, these were amazing photos or moments that they captured. 
Um, oh man. I mean, I think for me, the biggest thing, cause I didn't really have strong opinions on some of the photos I wanted taken other mm-hmm. than, you know, these family members, yada, yada. Right. But I mean, my biggest thing is if you like trust your photographer, especially if they've photographed at that venue before, because they know what shots to take. There are mm-hmm. pictures I don't remember them taking. And like my parents and I were even looking at photos and my mom's like, I don't, I didn't even know they were taking photos of that. And it's just <laughs> like, there's photos of like my dad and I dancing together that I just didn't even really realize they were there, but there are these beautiful photos of us. And, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I think for me too, cause I did have um, my cousin's three children in my wedding. So her oldest is nine. He was an usher. Her middle is five and he was a ring bearer and her youngest is three. And she was my flower girl. Um, there are some really, really cute photos of the kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're having kids in your wedding, get those photos. Cause mm-hmm. yeah. one of my yeah. top favorite photos from that day is a photo of me and my flower girl. It is not even a photo of me and my husband. <laughs> like, I, there are great yeah. fantastic photos I'm in love with of me and Mark, but the photo, one of the first photos that I saw that made me just gasp is a photo of me and my flower girl. Cause it's I love it. Like it, we're both, she's looking up at me. I'm looking down at her. It's, and she's this <laughs> tiny little thing in this poofy dress. It's just so cute. And <laughs> just, I, that's like the, one of my favorite photos. So if you have kids in your wedding, get those Aww. photos with kids and with the yeah. kids because they will be adorable. That's awesome. great. Did you do a videographer? We did not. I knew okay. that if I paid for that, I would watch it once and probably never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. some, I know All some right. people are really into them, but yeah. it's, Mark and I are sentimental yeah. to a degree, but yeah, I think it really would have probably been a waste of money for us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then any other like photography extras, a photo booth or anything? Nope. 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 Okay. Awesome. So, okay, maybe now is a good time to talk about your planner because I think also from my little bit of research that also the venue requires a planner, right? Yep. Um, and is that someone you found from their list? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we looked at the venue and they told us they required a planner, I, of course, said, well, I'm using one of your recommended ones then because, yeah. you know, it made absolutely the most sense. Um, yeah. So I talked to three planners, one of which actually was booked. Um, and when I talked to my planner, Erin, it was, we just clicked right away. She immediately wanted to know all the details of our day and what we wanted. And this was like, you know, January or February of 2021. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even have answers for you yet. <laughs> um, but she, she did, I hadn't even hired her and she wanted to know and was so mm-hmm. interested. And um, it turned out that by a happy accident, she's actually really close friends with my photographers. So, you know, and she does a ton of weddings at Winter Thur. I mean, once I followed her on Instagram, she's there like every weekend. Um, so, oh, wow. You know, I felt so comfortable in the months leading up to it because she was had at least one wedding a weekend there that she was sharing photos of. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. if anyone knows this place back to front with their eyes closed, it's you. Yeah. Um, so I really like did not go into the day stressed about any details, any setup. 
nothing. Yeah. It was, I would have hired a planner regardless of the requirement, but I'm very glad they required it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I also, we, we recently talked to a planner, um, for the podcast and it's one of those vendors that the number one most important thing is that you click with them because Mm -hmm. you're going to be like really face to face with them the whole time and you have to trust them. And the other one that's sort of like that is the photographer because you have to feel comfortable like being in a basically a vulnerable position of having your photo taken by them. So that's, I think that's, spot on that you pointed out like as soon as you talked to her you felt comfortable you felt like you clicked that's what people should look for when they're looking for a planner exactly exactly yeah and especially given your personality type like with wanting to have that trust with that vendor like somebody Mm -hmm. who's really taking control of your day it's super important to I think probably with anybody but you know somebody who's really detail oriented, you can trust the, trust someone else with the details. Yeah. Yeah. When when I'm someone that can't relinquish control on anything, (laughs) I feel comfortable giving it to her. So (laughs) that was really good. That's awesome. Um, Okay. So then let's talk about florals. I know you said when you were like, just got engaged, you're like, oh, that's right. I have to pick out florals or whatever. (laughs) So how did your choices about with flowers go for you? Did you have a vendor that like your planner helped you find or did the venue have recommendations for you that way? Yeah. So after I'd hired my planner, she had her own recommended vendors list. Um, and there was actually a lot of overlap. So like my photographer was on there. Um, like some of the florists that my venue had, she also had. Mm -hmm. Um, so I ended up going with one of those florists, um, who was absolutely lovely, helped me out so much with, cause I, I, when I was having my consultation with her, I'm like, I honestly don't know what I want. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what floral, cause then she asked me about budget. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what florals cost. Like, I don't know. Yeah. what. Yeah. That was probably the one thing that I couldn't get a grasp on what a realistic expectation was for how much mm-hmm. I was going to spend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I knew I didn't want anything over the top. I didn't want, flower arches. I didn't want massive installations because especially the outdoor part of my venue, it's a garden. Do I need anything else? Cause she yeah. asked me if I wanted ceremony florals and I was like, well, do I need them? She's like, no, you really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciate it. She was very candid with me. She did not try to upsell me. Um, so she ended up you know, sending, like actually texting me some picture ideas of things she thought up based on what I said I liked and that I'm simple and traditional. Um, so we had two different kinds of centerpieces at our reception. Um, my bouquet was just white flowers with lots of greenery. It was a little, it wasn't a full cascading, but it was very natural looking. Um, my girls were a little bit smaller. Um, and theirs also had some blue flowers in there to tie in my blue color. Um, the guy's boutonnieres are very simple. And then my flower girl carried a little, they're called kissing balls. Um, mm-hmm. because she is only three years old and we did not <laughs> want to mess around with anything. Complicated. Um, and you know, unfortunately my florist actually ended up having some health issues about, I guess, six months before my wedding. Um, so she was actually unable to do my wedding, but wow. Props to being a fantastic vendor because it's worth it hiring a a legitimate vendor because she immediately 
all of her weddings that she was not going to be able to do. She found another florist that was very similar to her that my planner had worked with before that would take on these weddings. Um, so ultimately my florist ended up being, um, sweet peas of Jennersville and wonderful to work with. Um, no issues. I certainly had a little mini heart attack when all this was going down. Yeah, but yeah I'm sure. I knew florist like immediately reached out, you know, my prior florist had sent her all of my details and contracts and what we discussed, all of her notes and pictures and everything turned out exactly the way it was supposed to. Stuff inevitably always happens. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to be working with someone that you trust to be able to handle whatever it is that comes their way. Um, So did you have any other kind of decor items that you want to mention? Rentals or furniture or table settings that were unique or did you keep it pretty simple? We really kept it very simple. Um, I did not want a lot of stuff that I then had to take home, (laughs) for lack of a better term. So the only other things I did rent was we did have a welcome sign made by a calligrapher, like on a mirror. Um, Mm. And the same girl also did our um, seating chart on just a big hanging acrylic sign. And she did our table numbers, um, Mm -hmm. which were all beautiful and great. And because they were rentals, I didn't have to do anything with them. So yeah. She came and picked them up the next day and that was that. So yeah, they were absolutely great. So rentals for that stuff was a great decision. Yeah. yeah. So what about the rest of your table settings then beyond centerpiece and like table number? Did you do any, we both have a unique story about the napkins at our wedding. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We have let's talk napkins on our little question list here. Um, But yeah, like, did you do anything like different for table settings? No, we were very boring. We, um, it was just really what the venue essentially provided, um, you know, table chair place setting wise. Mm -hmm. I mean, really the only thing that we had to make a decision on was, tablecloths and napkin colors okay Mm -hmm. um and we just ended up doing at least for like the reception dinner tables we just did white on white um just kept it very clean we had some tables like at our cocktail hour it was light blue tablecloths Mm -hmm. um like the one like the bars were draped in dark blue so we kind of did some shades of blue with that but Yeah. yeah I do not have a fun napkin story, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I mean, in truth, when I look at, like, your venue, I wouldn't recommend doing anything. Like, just let the place be beautiful and speak for mm-hmm. itself and everything yeah. else. So that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, did you do any favors? We did not do favors. Okay. We, um you know, I, I did talk about it kind of with my parents. I said, do you think anyone's going to be mad if we don't? <laughs> Cause like yeah. I could do something like I'm okay with it. But I was like, unless I do something edible, I felt like yeah. people either weren't going to take them home or they'd take them right. home and that would like, they'd throw it out like after six yeah. months. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really like the idea of being that wasteful. So, yeah. and my mom said, I don't think anyone's going to care. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did not. Yeah, we just yeah. talked talk to some other brides who said the same thing, and they were like, 
this is like free food, free drinks and entertainment. Like, and I, and I think a lot of people are moving away from doing them, honestly, because it's what you said. They end up getting thrown out if we're all being honest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been to weddings where it's a, who knows what it is. It's a beer koozie or it's a magnet or it's whatever. And it's, it's cute. But I mean, when the magnet says like this couple's wedding date, and then it's like two years later, I'm like, well, (laughs) Okay. So then let's talk about like the day of your wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's kind of walk through the timeline of everything and kind of how everything actually unfolded beyond your planning. So you said you got ready at the Hotel DuPont, so not mm-hmm. at your venue. Um, was that like an early morning for you? Um. I get it. It really wasn't that bad. I was not like okay. up at 5am or anything. I mean, I was up at 5am cause I couldn't sleep, but not <laughs> too. Yeah. Um, so I think I was leaving my house around seven 30. Okay. If I remember correctly, um, you know, my, I don't, I only live like 30 minutes, 45 minutes from Wilmington. Um, so it was pretty easy for me to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, my, Girls for hair and makeup were arriving around, I think it was like 8, 830. Um, okay. You know, I had four bridesmaids, myself, and then two moms to get ready. So mm-hmm. that's really the only reason it started as early as it did. Um, yeah. And then the guys didn't have to do anything until like noon. Later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then what time was your ceremony? Our ceremony was at six o'clock. Okay. So, so did you guys do like a first look or anything? Did you do pictures did. before? Okay. We did. Um, we wanted to enjoy our cocktail hour. So yeah. um, originally I did not want to do a first look. Like I was very adamant when we, right before we got engaged, right after we got engaged, I did not want to do it. And my planner actually kind of helped talk us into it because yeah. she's like, you know, you're going to have better light for pictures. You're going to get more done. She's like, you're going to be more relaxed after the ceremony because you're not going to really do much except a few family photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was right. <laughs> um, very <laughs> glad I listened to her. It was still a good moment. I'm, I'm glad we did the first look ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then going into the ceremony, just a couple of rapid fire like traditions. Did your dad or someone give you away? Yeah, so my dad walked me down the aisle, and then um, my mom had been walked in by my godson, who was the usher, but they both gave me away. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom kind of met oh, us yeah. at the altar, yeah. and when mm-hmm. they asked who gives the bride, my dad said, my wife and I do, or her mother mm-hmm. and I do, or whatever. So, Yeah. Um, awesome. Did you do any kind of, like, unity, like candles, sand, or anything like that in your ceremony? Nope. nope. Any readings or music? Um, so we had ceremony musicians. It was a string orchestra or a string quartet, I guess, um, which was very lovely. And then they played at cocktail hour as well. Um, so they played, you know, as people were coming in and then as we walked down the aisle, they I gave them specific songs. Mm-hmm. And then we had um, a pastor doing our ceremony and he did a few readings, but they were non-religious. Um, it was like not really a religious ceremony, but he was a pastor. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we didn't have like anyone coming up from like our mm-hmm. family to do readings. Sure. Sure. Awesome. Anything else about your ceremony you want to mention before we move on to cocktail hour? I don't think so. It was painless and (laughs) 10 out of 10 recommend having like a 30 minute ceremony. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you. (laughs) It's July 1st and hot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So then let's move on to cocktail hour. So you got to enjoy your cocktail hour since your photos were mostly done. Yes. Um, So what, like where on the grounds did you do your cocktail hour? So it was in kind of hard to explain, but the museum at Winterthur has um, an atrium on it mm-hmm. that is not an original part of the house. Okay. Um, it was like built on there when it was turned into a museum. But so mm-hmm. it's kind of what you would expect a museum atrium to be big windows on either side and door glass doors and all marble inside. Um, that was actually our rain location for our ceremony if it had rained. Okay. And um, so everything was in there. It was, you know, there was a big bar set up in the one in like kind of the middle against the one wall. We, we did have an open bar. Um, there were random tables around, past hors d'oeuvres, and the string orchestra was set up in a corner, which is very relaxed. And yeah, people got to chat and yeah, have some hors d'oeuvres. It was great. Yeah. And so the venue has its own caterer, right? Yes. So you used yeah. what they provided. and Right. Um, did you have like a tasting and pick out specific orders that you wanted or was it just like this is what you get? So we, we had a tasting, but the tasting did not include an hors d'oeuvres tasting. Um, it was just for the main reception meal. Okay. Um, we had a massive list of options though of hors d'oeuvres that we could pick from um so we kind of did a little bit of everything we could pick i think four um so we did one that was vegetarian we did one that was beef we did one that was chicken we did a seafood one um everything was really good and since like i couldn't taste any of the hors d'oeuvres i'd asked the girl we met with from catering when we did our tasting what do you recommend? Yeah. Um, and I kind of actually went with some of her favorites. Cause she said like, these are fan favorites. Um, so we kind of picked one from each area that she said were fan favorites and it was all really good. So <laughs> I yeah. was not complaining at all. Good. Um, did you do like any signature drinks with your open bar? We did. Um, and actually my husband doesn't drink. Um, okay. so one of our drinks was a mocktail. That's um, fine. So- yeah, so his was a lavender lemonade, which it was basically just lemonade and it had some other stuff in it that made it fancy. I don't even remember, um, but it was really cute. And actually a lot of people who do drink liked what it sounded like and they would just have like a little bit of vodka added to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they would have it spiked. Um, but a lot of people didn't and it was great because we did have a few kids, not a lot. It was mostly my cousin's kids um, who, you know, then they could go up and feel special getting a fancy drink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, not just having a Shirley temple. Um, (laughs) and then mine was a French 75, which is one of my all time favorite cocktails. And it was summery and light and I love lemon. So it was just perfect. And I had little signs made on Etsy and it was great. Huge. Okay. So 
tell me a little bit about this cocktail because I've never heard of that. Oh, you've never heard of a French 75? <laughs> never, I'm not a, I don't drink a lot or like okay. often. So I'm not like – I probably haven't heard of a lot of cocktails, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but like light and summery just sounds lovely. So. It's um, – so the biggest part of it, it's champagne. And okay. then it has – I think it's – I should know what all's in it. It's like champagne, I think some soda water, lemon – um, maybe some bitters or something. And okay. it's just basically champagne and lemon is what you taste. And it's just, yeah, great. it's just this light bubbly drink for summer that I, I don't drink a lot either. Like I have a few very limited. Yeah, like you have your ones. <laughs> I'm a wine drinker. Like I'm not a huge cocktail drinker. So when yeah. they were asking for signature drinks, I was like, I don't really know. Cause I don't usually, yeah. have, you know, I don't drink mojitos or anything. So, yeah. um, so I, this like kind of was the first thing that popped into my head because it's one of my all-time favorites. And my planner's like, oh, that's such a good summertime drink. So I'm like, cool. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> perfect. So many pictures from my cocktail hour, people carrying them around. So I was like, oh, clearly everyone likes them. So <laughs> I felt that's good awesome. I picked that. That's great. Um, okay, so transitioning into your reception, did you have any kind of like special entrances you did or anything like that? Um, I mean, we were all introduced, but we didn't do anything wild mm. and crazy. You know, the, the DJ told our bridal party, they could kind of do whatever they wanted to walk into. Um, you know, I think like one of like the groomsmen and bridesmaid might've done like a spin or something, you know, yeah. we didn't mm-hmm. do anything crazy because yeah. we're, we're boring people. It's <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Did you have like um, a first dance for the couple and like parent dances? Did you do all that stuff? Yeah. So we, after Mark and I were introduced, we went right into our first dance. Um, And we actually, I forget, I think like two minutes into our first dance, we had the DJ invite all the couples out to dance to it, um, to like finish out the song with us. So we weren't Mm -hmm. just like, dancing because it was like a four minute song that we picked so <laughs> I was like I don't need to like just be dancing with you for four minutes I love you but yeah. like it's gonna get a little weird <laughs> um, and I did do a dance with my dad and Mark did a dance with his mom um which were all very nice and we have great pictures of so yeah yeah did you do speeches as well we did we did so my dad and mom did kind of a welcome speech mm-hmm. as you know, the hosts and, um, Mark and I didn't do a best man and a maid of honor. Uh, we just had groomsmen and bridesmaids. So his sister was one of my bridesmaids. So he asked her to give his speech. Mm -hmm. And then I left it up to my other three bridesmaids. If any of them wanted to give a speech, but if not, Mark's sister was actually just going to kind of do one big one. Yeah. Um, one of my best friends, who's actually my best friend from high school, um, ended up doing my speech and hers was like the sentimental one. And then Mark's sister went second and hers was like the really funny one making fun of her brother. So <laughs> it was like, it was very sweet. And we, both yeah. of them were just really awesome. So yeah, yeah we actually had two bridesmaids giving speeches. That's nice. a really like lovely way to do it to just say to the people like, "Hey, if you want to, no pressure." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That way, nobody feels like they weren't asked if they wanted to say something, or like 
you right. ask them and now they feel pressure and they're not really wanting to do it. Yeah, yeah. I was, we knew like none of the groomsmen were really going to want to. Um, and, you know, even some of the grooms, one of the groomsmen that my husband's been friends with forever, he was like, I don't know if I want him telling the stories, you know, <laughs> there might be some stories I don't want people to hear. Yeah. That come out so, you know, he, he didn't, and none of his groomsmen really wanted to anyway. Um, so yeah. And I mean, one of my bridesmaids absolutely didn't want to do one. She was just not comfortable with it. And I was like, not offended. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, one of them is from college and she was like, I could do it. But she's like, again, I don't know if you really want me telling all the stories. <laughs> <laughs> so like she did kind of like talk a little bit to my bridesmaid that did do it, but um, it, it just all was worked out and was painless. And yeah, no one was upset at all. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so let's talk about dinner a little bit. Like mm-hmm. how did you have tables set up? Did you do a sweetheart table, a head table? And then you had a tasting. So did you do a plated dinner? Yeah. So we had a sweetheart table. Okay. Um, we could have done a head table. I've like been in the situation where I'm at a head table. And then it's like the spouse or significant other of like bridesmaids and groomsmen, I feel like are always kind of awkwardly, like don't know anyone at the table there ends up yeah. at. <laughs> um, and like, so I didn't want to like put anyone in that position. So we just did the sweetheart table and then we did do a plated dinner. So it was a two course um, dinner. So it was appetizer, entree, and then obviously cake. So um, we got to taste everything and it was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So did you actually get to eat at your wedding? (laughs) I did. We got served first. Um, They certainly kind of moved us along, you know, eat because now you have to like go talk to people but (laughs) um, they made sure like we got that plate of food like really quickly when it was time for dinner um and really everyone got their food quickly um as my mom put it that place is a well-oiled machine they (laughs) yeah three days a week they know exactly what they're doing you know it was absolutely painless Yeah. yeah Okay, so then going back to cake, this is like my favorite subject. Um, <laughs> what did you do for cake? What did it look like? Where did you get it? What did it taste like? All the things. So cake was one of the things that was um, actually included in our cost of our venue. Um, they have oh. two vendors that they work with that we basically did not have to pay any money to. Um, my venue paid them. Okay. So we went with... Um, the master's baker, which is located right down the road from me in Westchester, which is mostly why we went with them. Um, I had really had their cakes at a wedding before. I think. Yes. You yeah. really couldn't go wrong with, I couldn't go wrong with either of our options, but one of them was in Delaware and one of them was in Westchester. And I was like, I don't really want to have to drive 30 minutes to do this. So let's drive 10 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just wanted, again, something very simple, um, it didn't have to be huge, fortunately, because, again, I think we ended up with, like, 116 people. Um, so my cake was just, I think, three layers, and it was white um, buttercream icing. And, and it, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the wedding pictures of the cakes that it's, like, the vertical, like, lines on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it had, between each layer, just kind of, like, little frosting beading around it Mm -hmm. 
And then we had a little cake topper that just said the Wagners and my florist provided fresh flowers and the venue decorated the cake basically. Um, so it was very nice. The only thing we did do is we paid extra for more expensive icing because of course, when we were doing the cake tasting, they're like, well, this buttercream's a little bit of an upcharge. And that was the best one. So <laughs> we're like, all right. <laughs> we couldn't like pass it up. So I, I believe all we did was vanilla pound cake and chocolate. We kept it nice and simple. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. It's and so now my awesome. sister-in-law is using the same bakery. <laughs> so I forget which flavor she picked, but now I get to have other flavors of cake. So yeah. <laughs> excited (laughs) that's so funny that like a different kind of buttercream is an upcharge like I who would have guessed I like design elements I would expect to yeah well yeah certain designs would have been more if we wanted to do something crazy certain flavors of cake would have been more expensive um I mean I guess it's just because it was built into the ingredients menu yeah like They do some like seasonal flavors. So I guess if you're getting married in fall, there's an option for like pumpkin or like apple or. Yeah. I don't remember what our seasonals were, maybe like blueberry or something, but yeah. um, Yeah. Regardless, it was, it was the buttercream was worth the money. (laughs) It was worth it. No, it's so it's the icing is so important because wedding cake is, is like historically known for being bad because of the bad icing. But like bakers these days are doing so much better where they can make it beautiful and have icing that tastes good. That's worth the Mm -hmm. money. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so what about your music? Did you have a band, a DJ, just a playlist? Um, lots of dancing. We did have a DJ. He was great. We had like a, actually an in-person meeting with someone, um, uh, like a month before the wedding. He was, another person that was recommended by my planner. Um, she's worked with him a lot before and you know, his biggest thing was what do you not want me to play? Is there anything Mm -hmm. you hate? Um, my husband Mm -hmm. and I are not big country fans. So, you know, and so many wedding songs are country. So Mm -hmm. we're just like, don't do country. (laughs) That's about it. Like no wagon wheel. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, we don't care if you throw in some, you know, line dances to get people up. We don't care if yeah. you, you know, he played, um, you know, Sweet Caroline. Cause I did want him to play that. Yeah. But otherwise Classic. he, you know, he helped us narrow down some choices for like, um, the cake cutting song and the anniversary dance song. Um, but yeah, it was, it, I really wanted a DJ cause then I knew he could play anything. Yeah. Rather than, I felt like I'm sure bands can play anything, but there was a part of me that's like, eh, I don't know, maybe yeah. a band is going to be more limited. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Yep. Um, so did you do anything, like any kind of exit or no? No. <laughs> nope. The reception ended and the shuttle to get us back to the hotel showed up and we left. <laughs> sure. Great. Nice. Keep it simple. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do like a bouquet or garter toss? Nope. Those were my biggest. I ref- I hate them so much. So do I. I feel like those <laughs> things are going by the wayside too. Like, I've always, like the garter toss, I just always was like, every time I witnessed it, I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd been to enough weddings where every time I watched it, I was like this, I do not yeah. want people watching me doing that. that yeah. Oh my God, mm-hmm. absolutely not. And then- well, 
the bouquet toss I hated because, you know, there was a period of time where, like, you're the single one. Yeah. Bully you into going up there. And I'm like, I don't yeah. need to be reminded I'm single, thank you. Like, <laughs> and I don't even think we had that many single women there, to be completely yeah. honest. Like, yeah. most of are engaged or in a serious relationship. So I don't think anyone would have even gone up. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. (laughs) I have been to more than one wedding where no one wanted to catch the bouquet and it was super (laughs) awkward. So I was, when I got married, I was like, no way that is not happening. There were, there were very few things I was really adamant about. And those were two of the biggest things I was (laughs) very strongly opinionated about. (laughs) I feel like the bouquet toss less so, but the garter toss is definitely like a very few and far between thing these days, yeah. at least at weddings that I've either been to as a guest or worked as a vendor. Um, that yeah. is definitely a more rare occurrence. Yeah. I mean, so. I think most of the weddings where I saw it happen were when I was like a kid and it was like family yeah. weddings. So very just, uncomfortable then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is probably at least like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I was you know, it, so that was extra weird. So I feel like 10 year old me was probably like, what is going on? Like that's my, or or whoever it was. (laughs) (laughs) Like this feels inappropriate. Yeah. (laughs) Why are we watching this? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, so your day is fresh in your mind. Um, so is there anything that you would do differently if you were reliving this day again, either through your planning or like the actual way it unfolded and what are some things you wouldn't change for anything? Um, honestly, I think I can't really think of much I would change if anything. Um, obviously it's still so fresh that maybe I'm still on like the high of it a year from now. I'll be like, well, um, I think the only thing that I can think of now that I've gotten my photos that I would have changed is not my photographer, not any of that. But I wish that during the reception, I'd been more active in grabbing my photographer and saying, like, get a picture of me with this person or like this friend, because they did get a ton of candids, but Mm -hmm. which are like fantastic. But then I'm like, I wish there were a little bit more of me with some of these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, like some of my close friends from high school or college that, yeah, there's some photos of me with some of these people, but not a lot. Um, yeah. And I absolutely could have grabbed them. Like, yeah, yeah. Was, this was not on them. That was on me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just, I think being so wrapped up in it, but like, I'm talking to people. I think it was just, why would I have yeah. thought of that? Yeah. Um, as far as things I, I don't, I mean, everything was great. It was I, I loved everything. So, I mean, I would do most yeah. of it again. I yeah. really would. I, I did a first look with my dad. I loved that. Mm. I, you know, I'm glad that I wore, you know, like a family necklace. I'm glad that mm-hmm. I wore the dress I did. I'm mm-hmm. glad I wore sandals instead of dress shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it was, I'm glad I insisted that my girls have their hair up. Um, that was like the one thing that I absolutely, I, they were like, what do you want us to do for hair? And I said, your hair needs to be up. I don't care what it looks like, but it has to be up. Um, cause I was seeing a lot of wedding photos from people who summertime weddings and the girls, mm. whatever they want with their hair. And by the end of the day, or even by the end of photos, all their hair is drooping because everyone wants their hair down. <laughs> yeah. Like it looks like you did nothing to your hair. Like you paid $150 <laughs> for that. Like, come on. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm like, it's a start. <laughs> if we're paying for this, like, we're going to make it look nice. So, like, yeah. all of their hair and makeup was pristine the entire mm-hmm. time. And honestly, like, at first, no one complained about it. But I think at first they were like, really? Like, <laughs> when I insisted. And then, but I think that day, they very quickly were like, this was a good choice. <laughs> so yeah. I think they were thanking yeah. me silently by the end of it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense if you're going to be outside in July. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of our photos were basically outside. And, like, my hair does not hold a curl. So yeah. <laughs> what were we going to do with my hair if it was down? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the last question we normally ask about people's weddings, since we're the Something Borrowed podcast, is did mm-hmm. you have something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue? Um. I definitely had something old. I had a couple things old. I had my grandmother's necklace and then I had actually two of her handkerchiefs and then something blue. The bottom of my sandals were actually blue and something new was basically everything. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Something borrowed. I don't, I mean, I guess you could maybe claim that one of my old things was kind of borrowed because I think mm-hmm. the handkerchiefs my mom's actually been holding on to. Yeah. Um, but I mean, maybe if we want to talk about like the photos on our memory table, like some of those were borrowed. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as things yeah. I wore, not really. Um, yeah. I really wasn't thinking about that little yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I didn't day. either, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> like I, like even like the blue I'm bottom saying. of my shoes was kind of just a happy accident. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So one last thing that I wanted to briefly mention or ask about mm-hmm. is your honeymoon, just because you went to very like exciting and unique <laughs> kind of spot. So can you just give us like a really brief two minute, like, this is what we did. This is where we went kind of overview. Yeah. So I feel like that probably could be a whole episode in itself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It, it could. It, um, so my husband and I went to Malta, um, For anyone listening who does not know what Malta is, it's a very tiny island off the coast of Italy in the Mediterranean. Um, We found it kind of by accident. We were watching Jeopardy one night because we're old. And (laughs) the final Jeopardy question or answer or whatever was Malta. And this was before we were engaged. And my husband goes, what's Malta? And Googles it. And he does not like the idea of relaxing on a beach the whole time. So we did not know what to do for a honeymoon. And he looked it up and said, showed it to me and said, we should go here for a honeymoon. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll see if we can afford that. (laughs) (laughs) It's typically not cheap. Um, So we ended up, but that was what we were interested in. So we worked with a travel agent and actually Malta is like kind of a mixture of doing like Greece or Italy on a budget. Um, because it's not popular. Like a lot of people don't even know that's a country. Um, So we ended up going there for eight nights. Uh, The worst part was just the flights. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, eight hours there and nine hours home. So Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a lot, but the country itself is, you know, they, they speak Maltese and English. So we could speak, communicate with everyone, which was fantastic. Um, you know, it's in the EU, they spend euros, but simple enough. Um, we had to be fully vaccinated to go there, but that was easy enough. We already were. 
And we wanted to be able to explore and go on tours. And, you know, our hotel was just in the middle of the capital city. And every night we were on our own for dinner. Um, and we could just walk to any restaurant we wanted to, you know, we'd wander around the city and be like, Ooh, that restaurant looks good. And we'd eat there. Um, it's a desert Island, so it does not rain in the summer there. (laughs) So we literally had cloudless days every single day. Um, it's hot, but there's a breeze, low humidity. We had a private tour guide. Um, so five of our days we went on either full day or half day tours of various parts of the Island um, we're like best friends with this guy now. <laughs> he was amazing. <laughs> we loved him. You know, we would, he would come pick us up in the morning in a car, in a private car with a driver and we'd go wherever. And yeah, we were ready to go back. I mean, that's awesome. Loved it. We were able to fully immerse in the country and just the food is amazing. Cause it's basically Italian food. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of seafood. Um, a lot of history there, you know, we're big history buffs. So that was very important. Um, but we certainly did do, you know, some relaxing by the pool of the hotel. We spent our last day at a beach. Um, but we were really surrounded by mostly Europeans on holiday. Um, yeah. Met very few other Americans or saw very few other Americans. It was a lot of Germans, um, Italians, French, Brits, a lot of Brits. Um, yeah. Highly recommend if anyone wants something a little different. It was absolutely incredible and way more affordable than we ever expected. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Absolutely a dream. That sounds incredible. Um, Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. So we're going to obviously share pictures of your wedding on our Instagram at something borrowed pod. And um, so I feel like, a couple quick things since you're an Enneagram three that I picked up on was like, you knew what you wanted when you planned this and like you made it happen. So if you saw a venue you liked, that was it. You were done. You saw a dress you, were, you liked, you yep. knew what you were done. That is so not like, I so can't relate to that because I'm very indecisive, but that's awesome. I love it. It sounds like for you, like you knew what you wanted. Awesome. And so another thing about you that's super fun and cool is like, you're obviously a very successful accountant auditor. So that's great. And then on the side, you have this really awesome Instagram called at bookworm CPA, where you post all of the reading that you're doing. So again, Enneagram three, super high achiever. Um, So this is like, I mean, like, of course, this is your spare time activity. Um, (laughs) And so, so we did ask you uh, before this conversation, if you could prepare a couple of quick recommendations for our listeners for reading for the end of summer 2022. Uh, so do you want to take a couple minutes and share what you're recommending these days? Yeah. So I, um, in case you couldn't tell from my Instagram, I was on a bit of a hiatus because of the wedding, um, <laughs> trying to get back into it again, but I'm very big on, um, thrillers and like true crime but on the flip side there are ways of that being kind of summary um so one of my personal favorites every single summer is any literally anything by mary Kay andrews um all of her books mostly take place like in the south at a beach in that summery setting um so actually her newest release for this summer was called the home wreckers um there's always like 
a mystery in her books, but it's very light and there's always like a little bit of romance and humor mm-hmm. associated with them. They're just like exactly what you want in a beach read. Always have one of those. Took one on my honeymoon. Awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, if you want a true thriller that's not like actually like creepy or anything, um, I absolutely love The Hunting Wives by May Cobb. Um, it's a thriller, but it's mixed with kind of like rich mama drama, which <laughs> I weirdly Fun. love. I also kind of love The Real Housewives, so that's really not a surprise. <laughs> um, but that one's a little bit more like traditional thriller. Um, and then I have two more. One of them is not a thriller, but my last kind of summary thriller is actually anything by Catherine St. John. Um, she wrote The Lion's Den. That was like a really big one last year um, on like the book Instagram world. And her current one is The Siren. Both of them are summary, but a little bit more traditional thriller but I don't actually find them creepy. So <laughs> that's a good sign, but definitely summertime. Hers are a lot more exotic and like rich people thriller stuff on like a yacht. <laughs> uh, and then I did have one that's like more of a wedding book recommendation. Um, so there's this book called by invitation only by Dorothea Benton Frank. Um, it's just a very nice, light feel-good book like most of hers are but this one actually is about kind of two families coming together for their kids wedding um so the whole thing book is focused around this family wedding and there's some family drama but there's always a happy ending in her stuff so if people want a summary one that's also related to a wedding there you go (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome I I'm definitely gonna pick up I feel like some of these, but the second one you mentioned, it's so weird. I've always been like the type of person that I'm like, I can't watch anything scary. And then in the last year, all I want is stuff that's like, I want to watch everything scary and thrilling. And so that tied with the phrase rich mama drama sounds exactly what I want to be reading. So thank you for sharing about that. And I'm super excited to keep following with along with your Instagram and keeping up with the creepy reads and other reads that you're you're into these days yeah as much as I hate being scared I'm reading true crime constantly and looking at true crime podcasts constantly so I don't know maybe that's why I have anxiety who knows <laughs> well thanks so much for being with us today and for telling us all about your wedding it certainly sounds and looks from the pictures that I've seen gorgeous um so everyone listening, be sure to check out our Instagram at something borrowed pod. Um, we will post some pictures of Kirsten's wedding and her vendors and her venue. Um, so you can see all of the details. Um, and yeah, so thanks for being with us today. Thank you you guys so much for having me. This is so much fun to relive it. (laughs) (laughs) Bye guys. So the, um, I totally just forgot what I was going to say. Um, (laughs) that'll be a blooper.